0: Welcome to the Runfit365.com podcast, episode 36. Booyah. Welcome to the Runfit365.com podcast, episode 36. This is Travis. Hey, this is Dan. Dan, how's it going my man?
1: Life is good.
0: So for the listeners out there, um, Dan and I were just um, invaded by our little kiddos and um, they were saying booyah and <laughs> um, Claire had a great idea around saying banana like the <laughs> Minion. So um, we're going to try to work that into this skit as much as possible. Just, it's a, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That'll probably be the last time you hear, banana!
1: It <laughs> <So, laughs> certainly wouldn't be for me.
0: <laughs> that's right. We've got a lot of banana ahead of us. Um, so, great episode um, lined up in episode 36, and um, the topic that Dan's done research on for 36, I think, is a topic that um, has impacted everyone or runner at some point in their life, um, and it's kind of around... Uh, time management and how to fit running into your busy schedule so um, Dan's came up with some tactics and some approaches that he's gonna share and we'll just have an open dialogue about that but um, my guess is that if you're listening to this this has been something that you've um, battled with and um, hopefully won Um, so as always as you listen to episode 36 if you've got additional um, tips and tricks let us know so we can share with the running community um, but with that, Dan, let's jump right into this and um,
1: tell us what you found. I will, yeah. And just to clarify, there's no secret sauce. I wish there were. If if, uh, if I figure that out, then I'll, I'll share half my million dollars with you, Travis. But it's definitely something that I think everybody does struggle with. And uh, I've come up with a few things off my mind to help with these things. But also, you know, scoured different articles and different, uh, resources to figure out what other people do to, to make this better. And again, it's no silver bullet, but, um, all these little things add up. Before I do get into that, I just wanted to say our last podcast was, uh, an FAQ format and we talked about sort of people's questions and, um, gave answers. A lot of this was actually, all of it was done via email because people use our contact form or, or email our support line. And, um, Got a lot of great questions and got a lot of great feedback on that sort of format. Uh, I actually really enjoyed doing that format. So I just wanted to say to everybody listening that if you do have questions, uh, please ask those questions because it, it's a great material for other people to hear. I heard a lot of people say that was, you know, I was listening and I heard those questions. and I thought, oh, that's a good question. I hadn't thought of that. So uh, food for thought. If you're thinking of things, please email us. But uh, would, would love to answer you directly and then also use that as sort of uh, content for future podcasts. So, um, let's talk a little bit about fitting running into your busy schedule. Um, this is personally, this affects me a lot. I know it affects a lot of people uh, that I know that run. And again, there's no secret sauce to it, but there are some things that we can do to. Uh, make it a little bit more manageable. And so what I try to do is put together a little bit about sort of when you're um, preparing your season or preparing your for your training, a uh, few things that you can think about. And then once you are training uh, sort of some tactic, tactics or tips that you can follow to uh, make, make things happen. And then sort of the last part, I, I joined a, a, a few tips together for those of the, you that have kids. Um, I know, Travis, you, you've you got kids. You are a successful runner, so I'm interested, too, in your thoughts on, on how you guys train as well.
0: Yeah, and we'll have to get your definition of success, too.
1: <laughs> maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's episode 37, so we, we won't go there. Won't go there this time. But, yeah. um, for this time, so let's, let's talk a little bit about preparation. So... One of the most important things, uh, especially for you, that if you're, you know, if you have a career, you're, you're just busy in your career, you work 10-hour, 12-hour days, or if you have, you know, kids and they're just bogging you down and in a good way, but uh, they're taking up a lot of the time of the day and you, you don't have a lot of time in the day. So first of all, it's really important to be realistic about um, what you want to accomplish in your season. If you're planning on a marathon or a half, half marathon, you're, you're talking about a lot of um, running. But a lot of people say, "I'm going to do, I'm going to put in as many hours or as many miles as I can, and just see how good I can do." So I'm going to put in, you know, 20 hours a week or 30 hours a week or whatever. And they they look at these people that are successful runners that put in a ton of time or a ton of miles, and you know they run really good times and they're successful, et cetera. Well, it's really important to be realistic about you um, and, and how you approach that because, you know, a lot of times those runners that we're, we're chasing after, you know, they don't have kids or they're professional athletes and they sleep, you know, two hours in the middle of the day and they eat perfect food all day long and th- there's just not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. So trying to make yourself, you know, fit that same lifestyle is not realistic and so I guess the the tip is when you go into this, make sure that it's you're not uh, setting yourself up for failure. You are being realistic about how much time you can actually spend in doing it. Um, and then when you're doing your your you know when you're creating your schedule or maybe you've downloaded a scheduler or whatever, um, make sure that you know. Let's say you're going to be fitting some time into your work schedule to work out in the middle of the day or something like that. Uh, make sure that you're padding your schedule uh, with the proper thing. So a little time for warm-up, a little time for cool-down, um, time to, to get changed both on the, the front end and the back end of the workout, maybe time for showering if you can time that in. So, you know, for example, if, um, if you're just going to take an easy 30-minute run during your lunch break, Uh, you know, that might turn into more like an hour or an hour and 15 minutes if you consider those other things. And you might find yourself constantly saying, "Oh, I can fit in 30 minutes. And then once you get to lunchtime, you're like, oh, I I don't have really an hour and 15 minutes. So you don't actually do it. So plan around the the most um, padded part of the schedule that you can. Um, And then as you're preparing for this type of thing, Uh, It's a really good idea to bargain and contract with your significant other. So especially if if they're not a runner or they they don't do the same types of things you do and and go out and run or, you know, spend a lot of time training, they may not be able to identify with um, that kind of activity. They, They don't know, you know, to them it's not important to do or they don't get it or whatever. So it's important for you to talk to them why it's important to you do a little bargaining or contracting, you know, for example. Um, I, I'm going to be busy for the next three or four months doing training because it's important to me, and here's the days I'm going to be spending. Here's the days I'm not going to be doing any workouts. Um, and, and in exchange, you know, after this three or four-month period or whatever it is for your training cycle, um, I'll be more available after that period of time, and and maybe, you know, I'll, you can do and go shopping or whatever that person does um, or wants to do. Make that sort of trade off ahead of time, so that you're not putting stress on your relationship and uh, making sure that you're setting yourself up for success.
0: Yeah, if you pull that shopping card, you want to put some guardrails around that, though. You know, just make <laughs> sure. Really, yeah. yeah. make sure there's some clear parameters. But um, in all seriousness, that's essentially what Alyssa and I do now. She's, uh, you know, she still runs to stay fit and we essentially, I'll take Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and chill train Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and and these are the morning routines, and then we kind of alternate in the afternoons, but um, we've kind of worked that out with, you know, our training partners and each other, and um, as long as you've got that agreement, it just really helps, you know, set those clear expectations, and like you said, it's kind of a contract that Uh, you make with your partner that, um, you know, it just gives you the green light and it really reduces stress too. You don't have to worry about, um, you you know, that as much if you've got this agreement between each other.
1: Yeah. Very important thing to do. You don't want to stress your relationship for sure. Um, determine, you know, make yourself a schedule and determine, what are the best times of the day for you to run. So for example, like you said, Travis, a lot of morning running, but maybe some afternoon running. Um, And what I like to do is have sort of a plan A and a plan B. So for example, um, if you say, okay, I'm planning tomorrow's run, and you could even do this a week or or a month ahead of time, but maybe a week ahead, just depending on your schedule. Kind of look at your schedule ahead of time and say, okay, You know, maybe Tuesday. You know, I've got an hour and a half around lunchtime. I've got a flexible schedule. I can I can maybe go for an easy run during the day. So then you you put that um, that that's a good time for you. You know that that works for you, and you can keep nutrition and everything in check for that run. But let's say then you have an unexpected meeting, and so your lunchtime run is blown and then, you know, you didn't already do it in the morning because you're already planning on it at lunchtime, and then your your evening is is shot for whatever reason. If you don't have a plan B, then it's very likely um, there's going to be a number of times where your plan fails. So what I'd like to do is, um, you know, try to come up with a plan B, and whether that's, you know, a lunchtime schedule or, you know, shifting meetings to uh... make a different time during the day or right after work you know make a trade-off with your significant other and try to make a plan b for yourself so you don't miss a workout altogether um, but in the meantime sort of think about the times that are are best for you if you're not a a morning runner you can always try to make yourself a morning runner but I'm i'm not a morning runner and i can tell you it's not an easy thing to do uh, you know force that so um, you know think about the times that uh, are good for you in terms of um, getting a good workout in. I'm, I'm good right in the middle of the afternoon, right at lunchtime. I, I love running at lunchtime. Don't like running in the morning, and maybe second best is, is after work. Um, and then third best is uh, maybe in the evening, and, and fourth, I guess, would be in the morning. So, you know, judge for yourself what the best times of day are and sort of formulate your, your plan A, B, C, and D around that.
0: I know you don't like mornings, Dan, but I, I was just reading. Um, it was from a business magazine the other day. I think it was Forbes. But it was talking about the habits of kind of highly productive professionals. And one of the things that it did talk about, believe it or not, was kind of a morning routine. And um, it, it mentioned running is, you, you know, the, the theory that they had in the article said if you get up and if you're active and you exercise, there's psychological benefits that people um, realize too. Just by getting up and accomplishing something right away, um, it it just gets people started on the right foot and you know the theory was that people have more productive days because um, of just getting essentially out of bed and then getting something done. Now, it kind of ranged, the article said, you know, went from running um, and people who just simply got up and made their bed right away still received some of those same benefits just by getting something done. I mm-hmm. thought it was interesting that they profile, you know, called out running and, um, you know, that morning routine. So, like you said, though, it's, it's really situational and it's kind of individual-based. But um, there are some, you know, maybe other benefits if you are a morning person um, to logging some miles um, in the morning.
1: I've heard that several times, and as a as a non morning runner, um, that's what tr- intrigues me about it. Because when I have made myself do it, it certainly is a, a really good feeling for the rest of the day. But and, and I would agree with you right now at this point in the day. But in the morning, I would disagree with you. So <laughs> I think it's something you have to battle with with, with yourself and decide if it's you know worth the, worth that benefit. Yeah. Yep. Um, so so once you've got all these things you know done, you've made your um, contracts, you've scheduled, you've got your plan. Um, now it's time to prioritize and make sure that you are um, getting things in and and not bargaining with yourself. You know bargaining to get out of a workout. Um, and and consistency is really important and key. If you um, if you're consistently running, it's let's say you've been off for a while and you're getting back into it. Uh, the consistency for for weeks if you go you know, two three weeks of just consistent running not missing things, getting out there that consistency actually leads to um, increasing your desire to do it, your um, you know passion for it and that sort of thing so it'll be a lot easier to prioritize after the first you know two to four weeks but in the meantime it, it may take a little bit of priority uh, in your life to make those, for several weeks happens. So just keep in mind, it gets easier. Not only does the running get easier as you go, but, um, you know, it gets easier to want to get out there. So, you know, a lot of times I'll get started on season and it'll be really hard to get out the first three or four times. And I just feel like, well, maybe this isn't a good time for me to run. Um, don't give up on that. Try to add some consistency and, and that'll help for later on. So that's a little bit about the preparation of, you know, setting up yourself for, um, being uh, successful at a busy schedule and, and keeping running in your life let's talk to, about a little bit about uh, some tips and tactics that you can use to uh, actually do this and, and a lot of these things won't be earth shattering, I'm sure you've heard a lot of these things uh, but they're, they're still worth mentioning um, so we kind of covered actually some of these so for example, getting up early or staying up late uh, you know, getting up early We just talked about the benefits of of getting a workout in. But some people like a, you know, I'm a late type of guy. I like to stay up late. Um, And in fact, running at night, it's even sometimes cooler than the morning. And um, it's sometimes relaxing to run at night. So, you know, pick your your poison, but, um, you know, use what works for you. And I guess the caveat is we've talked about, you know, in the dark, either early or late, the safety aspect of things. Um, and in the, in the winter time, that might be too cold for you, so keep that in check. And then also making sure that you get enough sleep and, and aren't um, you know sabotaging yourself there. So just a couple tactics. Um, if you're able to, a lot of people have flexible work schedules, um, fitting in some time to work, to run during your work workday. Um, I on on non busy days can um, you know take a stroll out at lunchtime. Um, but sometimes I can't. So, you know, work that in on, on a realistic basis so that you're not, you know, planning on doing it and then not getting it in for whatever reason. Uh, so, so, run at work uh, at lunchtime if you can or, or other times. You, even better, if you can find a group of people that you um, work with that run, then there's some accountability. Not only are you going to the same place. Uh, at the same time, but um, if you can sync up calendars and schedules, then you know form yourself a running group, and uh, run with them at the same time. That way, you know maybe that actually keeps you from getting um, some meetings with those people, and uh, it keeps your calendar a little bit freer. But also gives you a little bit of motivation to get out there and run during that time. I think that is like so
0: important. Um, I, I'm, you know, thinking about we live in a pretty active neighborhood and, um, my partner that lives behind us, he, he's, there's no question. He's the only reason I get out the door in the morning because I know he's going to be there. So, (laughs) you know, you talk about building that almost accountability network. It's funny because we were talking about it the other day. and, And to me, that's, um, that's more valuable than the price of any gym membership is just having that person that you can count on and, That's really cool. If you can build that in at work, or um, if you're fortunate enough to live in a neighborhood like um, that's fairly active, but um, I think that's a big one, Dan.
1: Yeah, it's worked for me in the past, and uh, I think it's if you can find that group of people that you know you run with well, and even better work with. It's like a that might be a secret sauce. Yeah. Um. There is let's see treadmill. So our our favorite topic, the treadmill. But you know, there's there's a lot of times where the treadmill comes in uh, handy and uh, during certain times or activities. So for example, if you know you're at home and uh, your kids are playing. Let's say you have a treadmill in the basement and a playroom in the basement, and your kids want to go down and play in the playroom and do stuff, and you know that might be a good time to you know get on the treadmill and you know, hammer out some, some miles. Uh, the downside of that is that may not be so predictable, um, but it, you could try to make it predictable, put on their favorite movie, um, you know, be, uh, I don't know, sync it so that it's, it's during an activity that they normally do, or, you know, just sort of time it so that, uh, it, it's predictable as it can be and, and it allows you to get into some activity. Uh, another thing you could do from a treadmill perspective is multitask. I know um, a lot of people uh, DVR their, sh- their favorite shows and watch them later. Well why not um, you know watch that stuff on a treadmill, and take two birds out with one stone. Yeah. Um, from a significant other perspective, if, if your significant other is a runner, uh, if you don't have kids or whatever, uh, maybe a good way to um, bargain or be able to get in a workout is to sync it so that you're both going at the same time. Um, before we had kids, we uh, were training uh, for a marathon many years ago, and that's exactly how we did it. We, and I was very successful. There's, there's no better um, running partner than a built-in one if you can take advantage of that because You know, you're waking up together, you're going to sleep together, you get home after work and you've got a lot of time. So barring the the whole kid thing, um, there's no better accountability than the running you can do with your significant other if it's a good fit. Uh, So, you know, take that to your advantage if you can. Um, And if you do have kids or or just doesn't work and and you need to be at home or one of you needs to be at home, then, um, and I think you talked about this a little bit, Travis, do a a switch off so that um, you both can do it. It's part of the bargaining where, um, you know, you go for a run, then, then your significant other goes for a run, and make sure that you both meet your goals. Again, it's important to... You know, make sure your schedules are in sync and you know exactly when that person wants to go and how long they're gonna go and, you know, what they're gonna do. But make sure you can switch off with them and that way you both get in your workout.
0: Another thing we like to do sometimes too, um, you know, Olivia is six and Ryder um, is gonna be three. Um, we also use it as a great family time. Um, you know, mm-hmm. running strollers have came so far um, You know, we've got this really nice double bob running stroller that um, it just makes it so easy for us to throw them in the stroller and um, go for a 30 to 45 minute run around the neighborhood, they love it it gets us out um, and it's perfect family time it's no different really than taking the kids for a walk um, it, we just happen to run and You know, we chat and, you know, we don't do any workouts with the the double jogger. At least we haven't yet. But it's just a nice way, uh, to your point, Dan, if you're, you know, in a time crunch or you're in a pinch and um, you both want to go, just, you know, if you've got a running stroller, use it.
1: And what a good influence you're making on your kids, you know. The active lifestyle, running, exercising, they'll remember that and uh, incorporate it into their life later.
0: Yeah, there, there's nothing more rewarding than riding, you know, your, your little one saying, let's go for a run. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They, they just, lo- you
1: know, they love it. So That's awesome. Yeah. Um, a little tip here, this is no secret, but if you can sort of pack your gear and have it sort of with you at all times, maybe you've got a spare pair of uh, running shoes or clothes you can keep with you. Who knows, maybe there's a, a down part your day where you feel like running and you can do it. Um, if you have your stuff with you, then it's a no-brainer. You can just go for it. Um, so, you know, pack yourself up a bag, kind of like a, a safe – or not a safety kit, a, uh, a survival kit or something. Have your running survival kit with you at all times, and that way uh, maybe you can sneak in a, an unplanned run uh, when you otherwise couldn't. Um, I, I was trying to think of, you know, running – everybody hears of, of running your errand literally running your errand, and I don't know how applicable this would be, but I thought of a few things, you know, if if you don't live far from somewhere where you pay a bill, um, if you need to mail something, I know you could just go out to your mailbox, but maybe there's an excuse to run to the actual post office, um, maybe you just need a, a couple things at the store that you could fit in your um, in a running pack or something, you know, try to to multitask that as well, so that you're hitting two birds with one stone, and you know, run your errands and, and get those things done in correspondence with running. Um, ha- another backup sort of plan is sort of the cross-training concept. Uh, I know that a lot of times I'll plan on a run, I won't be able to do it, I get home and it's, you know, it's starting to get dark outside, I don't really want to go outside, I need to heat or the humidities too much, whatever the case may be, and if you can have a backup plan, whether that's going on the treadmill, um, cycling on a, a trainer, um, maybe just walking instead, at least doing some activity, uh, swimming if you're, you have access to a pool that's indoor or something. You know, think about the types of activities that you can do that even if you don't run, you can still get some sort of activity in and uh, you know, at least keep, that, keep the health, health and fitness component of things going. That's a, a good thing to think about for yourself. And then um, I've got a few kit-specific ones, but before that, um, you know, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, uh, take a an on-off-season approach where, you know, a lot of people are runners all year round, uh, maybe it's it's a better um, for your lifestyle to do sort of a season and then an off-season, and maybe that's a good way for you and your significant other to, to get along better or something, um, you know. Choose your point. Choose your battles there, and um, figure out what races are important to you, and then sort of plan a season around that. And then just take an off season. That's, there's no reason you, you can't do that. Okay, so now the five um, things for if you have a kid. This this hits home for me and Travis, and 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 probably many of you. Uh, we we actually covered the one run with kids. Um, so get yourself a good jogging stroller. Um, Take them out it's a, like we said a good influence on on them and, and the importance of, of health and well-being and and maybe they'll be a runner with you someday if you start them early um, then someday they may want to run with you that'd be really cool um, so so run with your kids even at a, a small age uh, in a stroller and whatnot um, you can join a, a gym that has childcare, like the YMCAs most of the time have as part of your membership, you can do like, I don't know, four hours of childcare or whatever. I know some people that take, uh, firm advantage of that, and that's when they exercise. The kid loves it, you know, because they get to play with other kids. Um, then you get to to go do a workout, and a lot of times you don't even have to stay in the facility. You can kind of, you know, jog around the outside or something. So, take advantage of that sort of situation if you can. That's an option. if your um, significant other isn't a an, uh, runner and you can't really trade off the running um, or, or if they are a runner and you can't trade off the running with them, find yourself a neighbor that uh, you can trade off on. Um, so, you know, if, can you watch my kid for the next hour and you know, I'll take your kid tomorrow for the next hour. So a neighbor or a relative, sister, brother, uh, somebody that's willing to negotiate that with you and, and buy you some time to do that. Um, take advantage of grandma and grandpa. You know they they usually are looking for excuses to hang out with kids. So you know, especially if they live nearby and uh, don't mind you dropping them off or coming over to your house. Um, take advantage of that and and you know get your run in that way. And then um, you know if it's if you have older kids and they're able to run with you, that's great even if they're not able to run with you, but they're kind of, you know, they're old enough to uh, sort of do their own thing. A track might be a good option for you. You know, you, you kind of go around in circles while they play in the, in the midfield or something. Um, that way that, you know, you have constant surveillance of them and they get to do fun things in the ball field and you get to run. So I know not the best list ever, but that's about as many resources as I could find for this. Uh, anything I miss, Trav, that, you can come up with no it's a it's a pretty good list and
0: the only thing that when you were going through that last piece um, you know we used to have a babysitter come on um, Saturdays when Alyssa and I both were training um, for a marathon and we would kind of just consider that our essentially date night and I I know we're running nerds and and geeks Mm -hmm. but for those of you listening to the podcast there's a high probability that you might be that too Um, but we would just use that to get away for three to four hours. We would knock out our run and then, um, you know, we would go grab breakfast or run a few errands that we needed to run and um, we really enjoyed that time. So, if you've got access, like you said, to grandparents or a babysitter, you could trade off. Um, You know, that's, uh, take advantage of that, I guess. Um, But no, overall, Dan, great job. A lot of good stuff and I know these things, um, when you hear them, you know, you probably have heard some of these before, but it's always a good reminder, especially when, um, especially if you're going through a rut with time management, trying to find time um, to sneak in runs or uh, fit it into your schedule. These things are always good reminders of ways to help you do that. Yeah. So we're coming up on. 30 minutes here, so um, this was a really good, perfectly timed session, Dan. I know you timed That's it. I, you almost timed it right to the minute, it looks like. <laughs> um, so d- just one one last call out, uh, and Dan, you made this point earlier. Please continue to send us your questions. It feels like we are getting more um, traffic and more interaction with you guys, so please keep that up. We love it that helps us develop content for the podcast and um, you know we love um, interacting with you that's that's our mission is helping you um, you know improve as a runner uh, so again check us out at runfit365.com facebook we've got an instagram account um, we've got twitter We you know we try to cover all the social media sites we're not very good at it but we, we've, we've got a presence and by, by, by we, it's me. (laughs) Terrible at social media. One day we'll figure that out and run fit will go big. Um, Dan, anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm good. All right. Perfect. Well, that brings episode 36 to a close. So, um, until next time, happy training.